You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 25 and 1st of 2018. So, Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year, John. Do you have a good one? It was alright, it was fairly quiet actually. I think I'm getting old. Well, we can't exactly get young, uh, can we? As much as we want to. Well, unless you're Benjamin Button. Sorry, I don't get a joke. No, the film, it's no seen the film, Benjamin Never. Button. It's Brad Pitt and he, he starts off as an old man, but he goes back the way. Oh, right. Oh. Right, so. Uh, we'll edit that out. Or someone will edit that out. Um, yeah. It's already one joke so funnier I, than the only excuse, to be fair, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it was a bit hitting this. So you can see the jokes coming a mile off. Right. I mean, as soon as you see the, like, was it Bush Telegraph? Or, right, McAvaney's going to be in the picture mm-hmm. here. That was the odd, it was the odd wee bit that was fairly funny, but, okay, it's, it's not like what it was back in the nah, day. I, I don't think it was any good at all. I, that, I must admit, that was the first time I'd watched it. Um, it was on iPlayer. It was the first time I've watched it in nine years, and I didn't even watch the full lot. I just thought it was terrible. Once again, I think it's had its day. Yeah. I, but I knew Yard and all that, knew me. Resolutions? Any resolutions? <laughs> um, none at all this year. No. Yeah. Well, I decided to take a, get a fitness kick, so I'm counting what calories are having all that type of thing, which I've done before and it's worked quite well. So today I've not eaten enough food, so I'm having to have a beer. So it's quite a good diet, this one. Yeah. yeah quite liking it. Good. Um, so right, there's, there's loads we can probably talk about tonight because we've not been on for a couple of weeks. Um, partly, I suppose, because the Premiership's not been on. Partly as well, just because of time of year and stuff like that. We thought we'd maybe take our own wee winter break. We were hoping it got on last week, but just events uh, meant we couldn't get on. So we are back. Might be a bit rusty. Well, McBicky will be um, relieved that we weren't on the last couple of weeks because we've taken a bit of money off them this season for charity. Um Yes. And they're going to miss out this weekend. Um, so, But let's just remind ourselves they are good guys and we'll have more for you next week. I definitely. Um, I don't think I would get any bet in the Scottish Cup. It tends to just be the league action. Um, we'll maybe kind of tweet them as well just to kind of check. But I, usually it's just been league action. But so far this season, yeah, we're at £505.52. Terrific. Um, we struggled to, to get to 500 last year. So... We'll see what we can we can finish on this year. There's still plenty of time to be in that total at this, this point in the season. I know. And nosebleeds for up there. <laughs> I know. I've never copied the bet once as well, which is daft. I, I kind of worked out, I reckon it'd be about, probably evens actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we, I think I should put money where my mouth is sometimes with the bets, but um, no, my luck, if I put them on, they wouldn't come up, so <laughs> best um, leaving for the charity. Um, so, wait, we should, we'll start off, we may as well plug your blog. Quite right. Too. You've got a new blog out, um, so you can find it. We've retweeted it uh, at SFF Podcast on Twitter, on Twitter page if you want to give that a plug. Yeah, um, at one and it's, this week's is um, the third of three in 2018, because I've done two reviews as well for the season. Aye, so actually there's no need for a podcast, because that's what we're going to do tonight, so right, thanks. Uh, that's the first podcast of the season over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. Aye. So Scottish Cup, I don't know. What, what's your earliest memory from the Scottish Cup? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Aberdeen. It can be anything. Well, it's going to be Aberdeen because uh, the first year I got into football really was when we won the cup double eighty nine ninety, 
the first Scottish Cup tie I remember sitting down watching it, albeit it was just the highlights, was when Aberdeen beat Hearts 4-1 in the quarterfinal. And then I watched the, the semi-final highlights. And Scott Sport was covering it at the time. That's how far I would go we're, we're talking. And they've never covered the Scottish Cup since. Um, but we thumped Dundee United in the semi-final 4-0. And of course, the final, remember watching that. Um, it's one of my first football memories. And I've watched a full game and it was tremendous. It wasn't a tremendous game at all. It was a terrible game, but it was a tremendous memory winning that in penalties. It was quite exciting because... It was the first one it got to penalties. Um, yes. It was also quite nerve-wracking. Although I don't, I, I say it was nerve-wracking. I was only nine years old, so I don't remember being nervous. Just thinking, come on, let's win this. And then my favourite player at the time, Brian Evans, scored the winning penalty, so it couldn't have been any better. Yes. Aye. What was yours? Uh, my, mine was a, a few years earlier. Um, first game that I remember watching was Zets Cup final, um, which was not such a nervy encounter. I was only I'd been seven years old, so I can't say I remember loads, but I do remember watching it certainly. We had the great strip and that mm-hmm. back in the day. Then you know, great team. You look at that team, full full team of Scots as well, uh, which the Hearts team was as well mm-hmm. in the final. Certainly changed a bit nowadays. Crazy to think, twenty be twenty two years coming this year. That one. Twenty two? You mean thirty two? Um, oh, I thirty two even. Oh God, that's even <laughs> Sorry, worse. Sorry, trying to be yeah, the bearer of bad news. <laughs> I told you, Rusty, this. Uh, but yeah, John Hewitt got a double, Billy Stark got the other, and the Hearts uh, had a nightmare into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were set up for the double, and with 10 minutes to go against Dundee the week before, it was looking good, and then it was a double disaster. Um, but that, what a coincidence again, John, for you and I, the first our first seasons of watching football, Aberdeen win the cup double. <laughs> well, I Interesting thing as well about that. Uh, season and this is something I never realised until we actually beat Hibs semi-final why? just in terms of in terms of beating both Edinburgh teams. well you got the Edinburgh um, the season you you first got into football it was um, the double was done against the Edinburgh teams in both finals and mines was against the two Glasgow teams or the two main Glasgow teams Rangers and Celtic yeah more recent memories I suppose the cup final last year yeah um, yeah so close but yet so far yeah, I know. We'll we'll try not to revisit that too much. Um, probably um, I've got a blog coming up later in the week. I'll plug that just now. Um, a throwback Thursday, so it's a slight close to when it will be out. But I'll be looking back at some of the the biggest shocks in terms of the old third round, new fourth round ties from the past. Oof. So um, oof, oof. we'll feature in that a fair bit. <laughs> um, um, no, so, so far I've only included the one Aberdeen game, but I won't mention it. Um. Right, okay. but, um, we can, although we can maybe talk about some of them might feature um, but I'll keep that under my hat what's the bit Queen of the South that, semi-final yeah, it's, well I'll save that for another blog later in the season I'm just focusing on the last 32 so, this round, yeah, so like, Clyde beat Celtic and Berwick beat Rangers and I'll mention her one now when Livingston beat us when they were in the second division and just formed as a new yeah. team a few years earlier um, Annan beating Hamilton just two years ago. Fine, but I'm sure there might be plenty over the years to kind of go over. Um, but I'll save it for the blog, so uh, that's out on Thursday, yeah. I believe. Well guessed. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Um, in terms of this weekend, Aberdeen, as we'll start, we've got St Mirren at home, which is a good thing. I think away from you'd worry slightly, I think still a bit difficult to die. I would expect to come through it, though. You would expect so, um, but 
you know, we can't underestimate it. And St Myrna are playing very well just now. They'll certainly not be faced um, last season with a more inferior team than to what they've got this year. They went to Celtic Park and were leading for a good part of 60 minutes before Celtic up the ante. Smirk ran out of gas, but um, I think it'll certainly be tough. And um, You just hope that the last couple of weeks were not too rusty coming back from Dubai, getting into um, the game on Saturday, but... Um, you know, we should have enough quality about us to, to get through, but um, it wouldn't be a big surprise either if someone at least got a replay either. Yeah, I mean, the big, big thing for St Mirren is obviously we'd spoken before the turn of the year about Lewis Morgan. They talk about going to Celtic, and as expected, yep, has signed, but returned on low, um, which is a massive bonus for St Mirren. Um, in terms of us, obviously, we'd already seen Iowa again. Don't know if he'll feature. I think he might be on the bench because he never featured in the friendly mm-hmm. uh, yesterday against Local. So, not sure about that one. Though, we uh, went out the blue. Obviously, we lost Craig Tanzio and loaned to Ross County. Even before that, I would have said we'd have been maybe looking to try and sign him um, this month. And then went out the blue, pardon the pun. Because <laughs> uh, we might have got a loan signing from Manchester City. Um, Chid Nikwali. Seems to have a kind of decent pedigree. Under 17, when we were going to Nigeria. At that point, suppose I tipped his Neymar, which I find weird because by all accounts he's a central midfielder. Mm. Sure about that one. Um, but the Norway wee bit. So. Yeah, well, it's just a case of one in, one out. Uh, um, I was quite surprised when I read that Tanzi was leaving, um, had gone alone, but then he's not made much of an impact. I know he's had a groin injury, but most of the times he's featured. Um, if his set pieces aren't up to scratch, there's not been a lot to him, unfortunately. Although, like a few of our signs, he's not had a proper run in the team either, and maybe that's just what he needs was to go somewhere where he'll get regular games and hopefully come back to his better. And it'll be interesting to see how the boy for City does. Um, I must say, we've not had a great track record of, of players that have come from Man City. Um, three I can think of Leon Mike, no. um, <laughs> um, Yevan Who? John Nuttall. Oh, yeah, the youngster that hardly featured. And um, David Gonzalez, the goalkeeper, remember him? Yeah, David Gonzalez. Yeah. Yep. yeah, none of them, very good. So they always won. Um, so hopefully this boy will come good. But they've obviously got a good just system where they've produced players to go and loan, like Patrick Roberts is the prime example. Um, so hopefully it'll work, work out well. Yeah, I've seen this interview. He spoke highly of the club as well. The fact that being Aberdeen in a good place to be at, he was treated well by the players and everything like that. Treated like a brother, they said. Um, read an interview with Andy Considine earlier as well, who reckons he's a bit of a character, this boy. Um, usually players have to sign a song or whatever like that when they're joining a new club. He supposedly sent his new teammates his own dance video. <laughs> um, yeah, seems a bit of a character, so good that he's going to fit in straight away. Do you get the feeling the fact he started yesterday, that he might start against it, Mirren? Possibly could do. I mean, he could be that. We've lacked a bit of a... Um biting midfield for a bit of season other than Shinny. Well, we'll certainly not replace Ryan Jack. Um, so maybe this guy will, um, will fill the void. And we'll wait and see. Um, um, it'll be interesting, but good luck. And hopefully does good things for us up here. Yes. Don't know if there's much else going to happen for us in the transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have expected much. I mean, McInnes has said that pretty much the the funds that we had brought in from John Hayes' sale have been spent, so it's it'll be. I think if we're going to bring someone in, someone else will go out first. So wait and see. As long as uh, good thing that go. what's that? Good thing that could come out of it though is the relationship with Man City um, in terms of getting young players who are wanting to progress mm-hmm. in the future. 
obviously they've looked at the likes of what was happening with Danny Ward when he came up from Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. Um, the thing I was just going to add was that as long as uh, Scott McKenna doesn't get sold because Hull have been snipping out by, they went in by second bid and it was the same amount as the first, which I think is quite insulting. But um, yeah, hopefully he stays. Um, because he's been by far our best yeah. defender this season. Well, he's on a, a what, he's contracted now to 2021. Yeah, nice. Three and a half year deal he signed recently. And the rumours going about is that Hill offered £300,000. Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate that is. I um, mean, if that's the case, yeah. Scotland under 21 international, playing really well for us. OK, he's only maybe played about 20-odd games, but still, mm-hmm. if that was a player down south, say it was, I don't know, even a player in the Championship, mm-hmm. we're talking about a couple of million quid, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that going on just now. I mean, I think that's where Scottish... Where some of our clubs have looked and thought we're actually in a better position than we think. Is I mean, there's a command that turned down a bid for Jordan Jones today from Rangers. They've obviously thought, well, let's try and get what we think's worth or worth in this market, and then put in a selling clause as well, um, so they get so for an absolute fortune um, later on. Because you look at the way the English um, market's going. I mean, even the Championship, Sonia Luco, who remember was with us at one point. Yep. Seven and a half million pounds. You know, you wouldn't have said that so Luca was a seven and a half million pound player ten years ago when he was on loan. So it just shows you where the market's gone and Aberdeen are ever right to hold on. I mean there was a there was a point last week Wolves have got a bit of money anyway and he spent about sixteen million on the boy Neves from Port in the summer. There was a talk that last week they bid thirty four million for Andre Silver team oh, It's just gone absolutely mental. No. And that's just that's just the championship. I'll end up filtering down again, even further down to League One, probably, mm-hmm. uh, soon enough. Because um, I guess a, a lot of foreign investors and they maybe see or get a team League One, maybe fairly cheap, mm-hmm. um, by the standards of maybe a millionaire, billionaire, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get them up to the Premier League, money's made, happy days. No. Um, it's just it's just obscene. Um, but I'm um, speaking of um, a team that will be raking money in this weekend, um, by their terms, Fraserburgh. Um, playing at home at Rangers. Yes, indeed. Sunday, twelve o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Nice trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's what? What is it? Thirty, forty miles um, north of Aberdeen. Yeah, an early start. Hi. Yeah, it's a big journey. But I've had a few, had a few of them going up to Aberdeen at half twelve kickoff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but yeah, good luck to to Fraserburgh. You know, no matter what the score is, I'm sure they'll enjoy their day. You know, they won't have this type of fixture around anytime soon. Um, you wouldn't have thought unless they get Celtic next year. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it'll be a great day for them regardless. And who knows, they might even get a goal, but <laughs> which would be quite good. But good luck to them. Yeah, may as well talk about Rangers because they have been pretty busy mm-hmm. in the transfer window. Uh, the latest on loan, which yeah. uh, a good signing. Quite surprised that Hibs weren't interested in him again to get him back if he was available. I, th- I don't. I think they might have been interested, but it's um, all comes down to the wages because um, Forrest would have paid them a good bit more than what Hibs did, and Rangers can um, pay that bit more than what Hibs can. That's just the. But it's a good sign for Rangers. Um, unfortunately, I feel that that could be the sign that makes the difference between second and third. Um, but who knows? I mean, Jamie Murphy is also a decent signing. Um, they're obviously sniffing yes. a bit under. Uh, Jordan Jones and Russell Martins um, might be getting over the, the line as well. So Murray's obviously thought, right, let's get back to basics and get British in. Yeah, Murphy as well does another loan signing. All the talk was at first it was going to be a permanent signing and it's a loan with a view to permanent. 
uh, Cummins a loan to permanent. They got a boy Sean Goss from QPR on loan as well. That's not going to be permanent in the summer. That's the talk is that he's just coming to get games. Um, and yeah, as well, but another loan signing. So obviously paying these wages, but can they afford the transfers? Maybe what they're doing is um, they're getting the loans just now and wait for the season ticket to uh, money to come in, and then they'll go and buy these players. Who knows? That's if they can afford them. But I would imagine Cummins will go back to Forest and. Um, you know, p- push for a place in the first team again because you know, he'll be able to say, Well, I've scored goals in Scotland um, in the top flight for a club at Rangers, so he should be worth uh, pushing for the Nottingham Forest first team. But um be interesting to see because I thought he'd have done a bit better than he has done so far. Yeah, I I think, what, four goals in 17 matches? Um, but obviously, they got a new manager and he's decided to look elsewhere for players. Yeah, I. I I think he will do well there, unfortunately. Um, I think actually Murphy as well, good signing. Mm-hmm. Still think, though, maybe the other end, maybe they're not so good. Yeah, that's why they've also lined up um, Martin. Um, and as much as he's not been as good for Scotland recently, if he gets his fitness up, he'll probably do all right up here. I will do all right, but then Folklore about Bruno Alves. Yeah, that's true. He's not, he's not really been terrific. Um, you wonder as well whether they'll go back in for Jones. Wait so, that's just kind of saying I'd like to see Aberdeen make it something like Jordan Jones but because um, what we've got to think of is Greg Stewart's going away in the summer back to Birmingham uh, maybe yeah. we need to look at someone like Jones Aye, I think he would cost a few quid though yeah. um, I have heard talk of English club who are interested in him as well I mean if, if, if there's a championship and then that a lot more than mm-hmm. us in terms of Celtic they think Compa which we knew about over the winter break as we said Lewis Morgan as well Rogers has said he's open to signing players this month, but there's not that much, not, not that long left. Yeah, I think they're, they're taking their time if they are getting someone in. Um, you know, you'd have thought they'd have been looking for signs for next season, which I think compares sort of because he can't play in the Europa League. Um, but no. he'll certainly be good if the, um, the Champions League next season, the Champions League qualifiers, because it's like four games to play to get through that. Um, but they definitely need more reinforcements for, you know, if they want to ha- have any chance of beating Senna since Petersburg um, next round. But yep. we'll wait and see, because, um, you know, this Saturday they've also got the Cup Tigers breaking, and let's be honest, that's um, this good. It'll be the biggest shock in Scottish football history, I think, if Breakin won that game. A team that's not won a championship game this season, if they were to go to Parkhead and win, that would be something, but it's no happening. Oh, all right. Aye, but you, aye, you can't see it. I mean, you look at the odds. If if you think that Breakin can win, McBookie have priced Breakin at fifty-five to one. Is that it? So if you fifty-five to one, if you think there's going to be a cup upset there, um, if we look at the Fraserburgh Rangers game um, on Sunday, Fraserburgh are thirty to one. <laughs> so they also think Fraserburgh's got a better chance than Breakin. <laughs> aye. Um, and uh, yeah, when you consider the difference in leagues, mm-hmm. um, may as well move to our game on Sunday, Hearts and Hibs, which tied a round over that. Yeah, it was obvious um, that that was going to be picked for Sky. It was the obvious tie around. Um, since 2012, this will be the fifth time that the two sides have met. Hearts also won the 2012 Scottish Cup um, in that 5 1 final, and then since then, Hibs have won all three. Um, one of which at Easter Road and two of which after a replay at Easter Road having drawn at Tynecastle so they'll be hoping it's third time or Hearts will be looking for third time lucky um, in that yes. respect because the last two years it's been 
at Tynecastle with a replay, so they'll be home at Tynecastle in just a victory for Hearts. Uh, well, in terms of Hearts, they've lost Jimmy Walker. He went to Wigan. They have inquired about Stephen Naismith, uh, so, and they've signed Demetri Mitchell, Manchester United. Yeah, left back was a problematic position for them. Um, they had to get someone in. Um, with regards to Walker, I'm really surprised that Rangers didn't follow up their interest. They, you know, I would have thought that was a, a set that they'd go back in for him, but they've obviously decided no. Um, They're waiting to sign him on loan in the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. But Wigan are just going to loan it with Rangers at the end of the season. I wonder if he doesn't do well down there. You never know. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, um, Hibs have loaned Scott Bain from... Mm-hmm. Not sure whether he'll start or whether it'll still be Marciano. Yeah, but I thought Marciano will still be in at the moment, but I can I think Bain's at a contract at the end of the season, if I'm right in saying. So it's a bit of a weird one, don't you just letting him go on loan? Um, Maybe just free up wages. Yeah, possibly. For getting, for getting someone in this window. Yeah, he said a follow up with McCann as well, so it's clear he's not getting back into McCann's plans. And that's still to come out as to what's happened, but as Bain said, it's still in the hands of the lawyers just now. Yeah, the other one for Hibs, they've signed a striker on loan, so maybe that's why Cummins didn't end up going, but uh, Jamie McLaren, German outfit, Darmstadt. He's tr- again, he's trying to get into the World Cup with Australia. Um, Nicole Ali mentioned that about Nigeria, went through regular games to try and get involved. I, I, would, I don't know, I don't know whether Hibs will conduct anymore, whether they're quite happy with it or not. Yeah, well they've, well, they've certainly sorted one of the main areas that they were struggling in, in a striker, because... You know they've not had a lot of goals from their main strikers this season. That whereas at the other end they need competition for Marseille because Laidlaw's injured and Laidlaw's not really been great either. So Bain will provide competition. So strength of the two is that they really really need to. And anything else is a bonus. Uh, well, folks say that though, but Stokes has got seven goals for him. Murray's got six. When you look at the league, there's not an awful lot of players doing better than that. Well, that's true. You've got. Um, so maybe it's I don't know creativity that's required as well. There's no there's not be there's no but there's no there's been no real standout striker this year. Scoring like a goal a game and anything like that. The top scorers Manella has with ten, mm-hmm. um, and Boyd too was regarded as having a terrible season up until Clark took over, and maybe that says yeah, it's been a bit more widespread this season. Um, games have been a little bit tighter because even with Celtic well. that they've not had the prolific striker, although they've been chopping and changing every week. They have, yeah. I mean, again, for us, Aberdeen, uh, Adam Rooney's considered to had a bit of an indifferent piece of top scorer yeah. at school. Yeah, that's that says it all for us. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a um, a bad season for the strikers in the top flight. If the top scorers on ten, you'd expect someone to be in at least you know seventeen, eighteen by now. But there you have it. Um, in terms of fixtures, I don't know. Are you going to mention any shocks just now? You saving it for your blog? Well, as in the blog, I mean, I've highlighted one or two. I will say that um, there's the other, there's another derby between Mother and Hamilton, which I must be honest, I'm quite surprised that wasn't picked for TV. Um, although they must think Aberdeen will get more viewing figures than the, the, the Lancashire derby, but um, that could have been quite a good one to put, especially after the last game when there was a bit of a, a bit of needle at the end. And yes. Motherwell could really do with a morale boost and victory here because their season has really nosedived since that League Cup final defeat. Yeah, but in the league terms, Hamilton are now only a point behind mm-hmm. them. And they've been good away from home this season. They've won at Easter Road, they've won at Ibrooks, um, picked up points at Tynecastle as well. So yeah, they they won't be phased at going to Fir Park again. Um, and we will get we might even get to see what Nadia Trifter looks like because I think a lot of people have forgotten <laughs> what he looks like. 
because um, Motherwell signed him on loan. Now, if he can get back to what he did when he was at Dundee United, that could turn out to be a good sign. Yeah. But he's had a few loan spells done mm-hmm. in um, really. Um, the other news with Motherwell, the big one, um, massive player for them, separate terms, Stevie Hamill, retiring. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of fans of probably age and Dane area, or not far from the area, that would say club legend status. Yeah, he's. Um, I think they've they've done this with a couple of their players recently. Um, moved them into coaching. Like Keith Lasley's the assistant manager. Stephen McManus is doing a bit of coaching there now. Um, Hamill, though, he was what thirty-five. He hadn't really featured much. Um, you know, it wasn't really a surprise to hear that he retired. But it's a sad day um, for him. But at least he's got something to go into um, at the club he loves. Yeah, I think the. When the job was announced, they kind of said, well, he's a perfect example. Um, if young players are looking to think, or maybe progress to being a first-time player, first-team player for Motherwell in the future, he's done it. Mm-hmm. He's bought the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, not that that will maybe necessarily transfer into being a good coach, but mm-hmm. clubs about and all that, and it's good to have people like that around him yeah, as well. Aye, definitely. Good examples have. And, you know, Motherwell have got a decent little youth system, um, so they'll hope to, you know, put, you know they'll He'll hopefully help create a few more good players coming from there. In terms of Hamilton, Scondras, Scondras, Saris left and Scondras yeah, got a five-game ban, which yes. Hamilton are not appealing yeah. funnily enough because he could have got anywhere from four to 12 games. So I think they know they've got away with that one. And they have signed Hilda. I haven't heard Jerry. much of him. The, he's Greek. Well, you might guess that from the name, possibly. 25... But played in the Greek Super League. Don't know how much he can have featured with them, but decent standard, you would think. Yeah, probably. Don't know how they've got. Don't know how they've got his contacts in Greece. I know because they've had a couple. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I, they they'll just be hoping to keep hold of Greg Docherty to at least the end of the season because Rangers are sniffing about and seemingly a couple of other teams. So he's another player I wouldn't mind at Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, a few times nothing to do with us. Yeah. In terms of being quite impressed. Aye, very good player. Um, very tidy. Um, yeah, we'd like we'd like to see him at Aberdeen, but it doesn't look as though um, that's going to happen. If let's be honest, if Rangers are calling and teams down south are calling, we don't have a chance really. Yeah. Um, in terms of other teams, St Johnston they've lost O'Halloran because he's gone back to Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, the same. So I was just going to say the same that striker from the Irish league that we spoke about before. Yeah, David McMillan, mm-hmm. and then they've got Chris Kane's returned to our striker. But yeah, I thought they might have done a bit more business. Mm-hmm. Could be as well, though. What probably it'll end up to wait to see what clubs are doing down south in terms of sorting their squads out. And it'll be a case of the last couple of days. Is it tends Yeah, to and the Halloran one might still happen. I mean, I know Marty's invited him over to Florida um, to see what he's about and that sort of thing but with the players that they've been signing and could potentially sign it's just going to push a Halloran further and further down the pecking order and you know I think they'd be foolish not to consider him going back to um, St Johnstone they could do with him um, or back to the form he was and they've got a tricky looking game at the weekend going to Albion Rovers uh, yes indeed yeah. um, in terms of the other clubs at the bottom like Dundee, um, good news for them. Ortiz-est, probably not pronounce that right. The Spanish left back who I actually thought looks quite a tidy player. Again, would you mind him at Aberdeen? He signed a new deal with them to the end of the season. Apart from that, they signed a keeper. 
yeah. play Spain, but you'd think he'll probably back up. But again, you'd have thought they'd have maybe done more business, mm-hmm. um, struggling down near the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I think, it, again, it's all coming down to money. Um, and there's not a lot of it swimming about, unfortunately. Um, we don't have an overinflated product that um, they have down south. But, yeah. You know, I'd rather see a club's live within our means and spend money that's not there, because that's been done before. And look at what happens, and we don't want to go down that road again. Aye, definitely. Um, though saying that, and say they're struggling down near the bottom, they're only four points up. Yeah, it just shows how tight it is. Um, right, Ross Kenter need to watch themselves there because they're three points behind, and well, Coyle obviously brought in Tanzi. They'll be looking to get a f- few more in the door, you would think, um, for a strong second half of the season. I, well, I mean, he did mention that he wanted to add a few players, but yeah, Tanzi so far, which I think will work out well for mm-hmm. him. I think he'll do well there. Yeah. The other team down there, Partick Thistle, mm-hmm. I've not heard of them doing any kind of business. Yeah, I think they did most of their business in the summer. Um, they lost, uh, was it Turnbull, went back to Coventry on loan, so they might need to go and get another defender. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't expect much business down at um, Farhill or whatever they call the stadium these days. Um, and they've got a tricky tie this weekend as well, going to Queen of South. And it just depends what Queen of South turn up, because... Um, they've been a bit hot and cold in the championship this season. Yeah, uh, so that covers all the Premier League in terms of who's been doing what or who hasn't been much. The other thing I'm going to mention was Scotland, because obviously the talk was Michael could be getting approached, was it going to happen, met the release clause that's in his contract, the 500,000. At last. But... I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know whether it'll happen. I'm not sure either, John. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I mean, the Dust hadn't settled in Northern Ireland's playoff defeat to, to Switzerland, and an unfortunate one at that because the ref has since admitted he got that wrong. Um, you know, we made our approach from Michael Neal. We asked for permission. Um, and the talk was that permission would be granted, but he needed time because his mother had passed away um, and then we heard nothing of it but seemingly we didn't meet the release clause but we just sat there until the new year um, and Michael O'Neill with the sounds of things was getting fed up you know he says he wants something sorted he's been off a big deal by Northern Ireland um, they also made it clear yes. they want him was, I think the talk is on you go, sorry. sorry to interrupt talk is as well that they've offered him what it's expected that we will offer him mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I know Northern Ireland have got a bit of money in the bank for the Euros, um, but Michael O'Neill's obviously got a decision. Um, does he want to spend the next six years with a nation where he's probably taking them as far as he can? Or does he want to have have a try at another national job? Or does he want to keep waiting for that club job that's got, that surely is not far in the corner? I know Stoke have went for Paul Lambert today, which was a major shot. So that's plan B for Scotland going out the window. Um because he was obviously next in line, I think. But, yeah, very surprised at yeah, that one. Too. Did not did not see that coming. But I think Stoke were approaching every girl in town and couldn't get anyone, so they went for the five to three number. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a, that was a bit of a shock. So, um, hearing that one, I mean, I know Martin O'Neill turned them down last night, but I think Scotland have waited for. The, you know, the last of Gordon Strachan's paychecks to go because his contract ran out on the 31st of December and now that we're into January don't have and so because if they'd appointed a Neil in November December they had to pay two wages to two managers yeah my my guess is the talk is if we hard offering less 
I would imagine Nodal be hefty qualifying for tournaments. Oh, without doubt. And that's that that and that is how obviously in this build of fact that's Yeah. And there's a bigger pool to pick um, to pick from. Um, I know we're not blessed in certain areas, but um if you take non island centre halves and maybe Stephen Davis at the equation, player for player you'd look at the Scotland ones every time. Um and Northern Ireland don't have that luxury, they don't have many um as far as I'm aware, they don't have a pool of players ready to come through. So I think there's no doubt that he's interested in the Scotland job because he's not come out and said he doesn't want it. He's not interested. Yeah. I think that's yes. you know the key thing for us here. But this should have been wrapped up as soon as we made that approach. But um, I just hope that the SFA dilly and dallying and saving their pennies won't come back to bite us. Because I wouldn't blame Anil yeah. if he said no. Yes. Uh, you mentioned as well in terms of the talent that we've got and maybe players coming through. Yeah, I mentioned Mandy Robertson yesterday. In the Liverpool Man City game, he was terrific, really solid. Debate goes on about who's better at left back, Andy Robertson or Kieran Tierney. Really difficult one. So Tierney's got the experience of champions. Robertson just looked really good. He's starting to settle into that team. He's got a rerun of games together as well. Raheem Sterling, who's been one of the best players in the league down south, and he, he nullified him. Didn't have him doing much. Liverpool fans praising him as well. So, I think I heard. Yeah, I think I heard that Liverpool fans were actually singing his name yesterday. I think that's the impression he's making. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I mean, I've not been watching any Premier League um, action because I'm just bored of the Premier League and all the, the money that comes with it. But um, I always look at to see what Scottish players are doing. Well, delighted for Robertson. He's always had to wait for um, his break and um, it needed Moreno to get injured for him to get a run of games. And he's just proven that he should have been in ahead of Moreno in the first place. And absolutely delighted for him. And it's just unfortunate. No, we've got two, two great left backs at the one time, but. He can only play one. Um, and Tierney's having to try and adapt his game to play on the other side or play at a centre-back. The only thing is, I think, still think they would be good probably on the same side, as in left-back and left-mid or something aye, like that. Aye, um, because they would cover, they would cover for each other well. They're both good going forward. Mm. Both pretty solid defensively as well. Um, the only thing is, it's not ideal because they wouldn't be playing there for the club side. Mm. But it's difficult to see how you can't, put both, how you can't play both of mm. them. Because they are arguably our two best players at the moment. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Technically, you would say that they're our best um, players. The only one you'd maybe say Scott Brown at times when he's on his game. But I think just, yeah, Tierney and Roberts are terrific talents. You look at Tierney's a more difficult one at the moment because, yeah, he has played the Champions League and all that. But with no disrespect, he is playing in the Fair League, just you can say that. Um, Robertson getting tested every week. Um, Ollie Burt seems to be getting more games at West Brom, so hopefully that continues too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely players there. John McGinn, obviously, at Hibs. Um, surprised actually no one else is trying to go in for him, and that's like a championship club or even lower Premier League team down mm-hmm. south. But he's a player again, I think, th- think would feature. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Billy Gilmer um, gets his opportunity, whether that's in the Chelsea first team or if they loan him. When he's um, ready, like when he's 17, 18, go play his trades and then force his way. So he could be a potential think, talent, but you just wonder if he'll go the same way as Farouz. If it could be, but it's difficult to say. I mean, at that age, it's really difficult to tell. I mean, how many players at under 16 level go mm-hmm. full international? Very few. Yeah. Even, I mean, England are talking about just now, I mean, their youth system's been terrific just now mm-hmm. in terms of winning tournaments or getting to finals and all mm-hmm. that. Even with him, you wonder how many come through. The only thing is, some of the players, you like, so that boy Jaden Sancho going to Dortmund and played at the mm-hmm. weekend. 17-year-old, the likes of that. 
I, I, I still, I was actually talking with friends or over the weekend actually. Something we've probably spoken about in the podcast before a few times. Scottish players need to realise that going to England's not the pinnacle. Correct. I think a lot of our players think if they go to England, that's them, they've made it. Mm-hmm. They need to look further afield in terms of going abroad. Now, I know Ryan Gold, the example just now, it's maybe not worked out as well for him, mm-hmm. but he's still relatively young, <coughs> whereby things can turn out all right for mm-hmm. him. But just not enough players, I don't know, not enough our players have the the adventure. I mean, Barry Douglas was slightly older when he went to Poland, but where did he go before? He, I think he just went to Poland, I'm sure. Um, oh, was it just Poland? Maybe we moved within Poland then to another team, but I mean, he's getting really good reviews at Wolves yeah. as well these days. Um, but actually, I'd like to see our player be a bit braver and go abroad. I know I he had a, I mean, Gary O'Connor years back went abroad. He actually started off all right, and then I just think a bit more ambition. Yeah. It's very difficult because the money on offer that we mentioned earlier in the podcast is, is crazy. Going to get a pretty wage going going abroad as well if they go to some of these clubs. I mean, Ryan Gold, you would think, must be a fair bit of money. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a, it seems to be a British thing that a lot of players just don't, um, or a lot of British people for that matter, just don't fancy you know, going abroad, you know, broadening their horizons. Um, it's all right for a couple of weeks on holiday, but long term being away from family, I think Brits seem, tend to be a bit more homesick than ours, and that's why they're a wee bit sceptical about it but you know we need more people at Ryan Gold you know going over there and making impacts and you know so it can send a message to others to say it can be done if you give it a try um, yeah, but, um you know there's no harm in them playing a trade it's, you know in Scotland getting regular games getting more exposure and then going down when they're ready with a good 50-60 games under their belt at least yeah, I mean, an example of one recently that I thought would have really benefited from going abroad, much as he was our player at the time, was Ryan Jack. Mm-hmm. When there was talk of Italian clubs and maybe Spanish clubs were interested. He has that type of game where I think he probably would have suited him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. But I, I mean, you talked about kind of British folk homesick. You got you folk going away and they miss a Sunday roast. <laughs> and they're on, the, they're on the summer holiday, you're like, what hope have you got? I know. They'd rather, <laughs> they'd rather have, um, you know, Toasted marmite and uh, shot and whatever, and um, you know, sample the Spanish culture or whatever is all enough. Yeah, do it. None of that foreign food. None of that foreign food, please. Can I take? Can I get pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I uh, hopefully we have some kind of developments in terms of my. Yeah, I think we'll know when we're another. Um, you know, I think I think he will take it, but I'm not 100% convinced by that, and I think if he does say no. We'll be left with um, asking Alan McLeish if he wants another shot. So I don't think the SFA have got the foresight to go else, to look elsewhere. As well as Alex McLeish did in those, um, those 10 games he was in charge, almost taking him to year 2008. I wouldn't want him back, not because he left us um, having been at the World Cup draw, but because he's not really done much since um, he won the League Cup with Birmingham. Nice. And he's been out of the game for a good couple of years. I think it'd be a massive step back. Um, the, the other one who could have been a contender before they get the West Ham job, who's actually now doing really well at West Ham, David yeah. Moyes. I didn't see that coming with West Ham, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's maybe just maybe just a good fit. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think I think Moyes will be a Scotland manager one day. It was obviously not his team. He also had this inkling that he was going to get another Premier League job again, and he's West Ham. He's also picked the right club for him. Um, the start that surprised me at the weekend was, um, apart from Ferguson, Wenger and Redknapp, only 
manager to win. I'm not overly surprised by that stat because he's been given longer than. Oh, I mean, because mind he was at Everton for 11 years. Oh, he was at Everton for a while, <laughs> but yeah. Um, whereas not many managers get, um, not many managers get 200 games. In fact, not many managers nowadays get um, 100 games, let alone 200. So, um, no, good on. I'm getting that landmark of 200 victories. I know a regular um, contributor, Chris, doesn't think much of him, but I hope he keeps doing well for himself. Yeah, I definitely. Um, just maybe before we finish up the lower leagues. Because um, obviously there's still be action there. Championship, we spoke about bacon earlier. They're really, they're getting relegated. Yeah. Um, since we've been away, you've had some crazy results. Um, so Dundee United, who Sazo Lasbo took over, doing really well. Falkirk, Paul Hartley taking over, struggling, and then Falkirk beat them six one. Six one, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Mental. But then Falkirk's next game, they get beat four one off Inverness. Yeah. It's crazy, and Inverness have picked up. I think there's only what, three points between third and seventh just now, or something like that. Uh, I five points. I between third yeah. and seventh. Uh, what has happened? Sibirna pulled away. Um, Sibirna are eight points yes. clear, albeit the United have a game in hand. But it's looking good for Sibirna just now. They're hitting form at the right time. Um, United have got a bit of work to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of League One, not a lot has really changed there. Um, Braith still top a couple of games in hand as well AR our strikers continue to do well Shankland I noticed at the weekend mm-hmm. scored um, again they, they too are pulling, pulling, pulling away certainly though mind you Aberoth have got a couple of games in hand but even then they'd be 6 points behind if they won yeah. uh, the other end though you've got 4th in Queen's Park at the bottom mm-hmm. and then Albion and Airdrie just above. Yeah, I think Albion Rovers have got a couple of games in hand over both Queen's Park and Farfa. Um, but I think for third, Arbroath and third down uh, East Fife and six, it's only six points. And even then, Airdrie's only two points by them. So the, the race of playoff looks interesting, but it's that race at the top. We always thought it was good between Wraith and Air, but Air have had a horrendous run recently. We've lost the last four. Usually a safe bet. Um, but yeah. they're just tailed off the last few weeks and Wraith have now got two games in hand over them and are a point ahead so who knows what will happen but it should be interesting yeah the one thing that we need to keep in mind uh, charity bet wise when we get back doing that Alan Trout in terms of Albion Rovers Alan Troughton has scored 24 goals in 24 games yeah um, so one to look out for okay um, like two pure heads terrific run when we were last on the podcast remember we took Montrose because we thought they were really good odds <laughs> yes I think Peter Head have won the last six again. Another crazy result was at 6 3. 6 2. Away. 6 2, aye. Um, so Rory McAllister scoring for fun. He just well. Stat came out about him um, since the, it became SPFL back in 2013. Rory McAllister is the top scorer in the history of the SPFL with 93 goals. Yeah, I retweeted that from the Sweet podcast. Aye. Aye. Not, not, not a massive surprise. Um, I think I remember at one point he was probably looking at maybe playing higher up the league and then got some kind of apprenticeship, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, put paid to that, but at that level, better. Yeah, he was obviously happy doing what he was doing, you know, just playing in the lower leagues and playing a trade and thinking about life outside the football because you've got to remember when he was at Cali this in the Premier League, he didn't get much of an opportunity. When he did, he was like a fish out of water. Um, just yeah. wasn't comfortable. Maybe the lower leagues just suit him. But um, no, he's doing well for himself and hopefully he's. Trade's going well. Um, but further down the league, I see Cowden Beath are 
Well, they're five points behind and have played a game on Clyde, although they seem to be the draw specialists just now. I, I think I've seen folk talking about County Beath are kind of doomed, but I Clyde aren't that far ahead of them, and even Edinburgh City as well, so mm-hmm. still a lot of football. Yeah, but they've only scored 10 goals as well looking at County Beath. Um, so that, aye, that's a big one, aye. We, I don't think we'll look for them for first goal scorer very often. No, and uh, they won't be featuring in terms of winning games either. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. don't know if there's anything else to go. I think we've covered quite a lot, actually. Covered Scotland, covered Charity Vet. Mm-hmm. How we're doing, Scottish Cup, transfers, yeah, all sorts. Yeah, we've covered a lot, even though there's not been any Premier League games to cover since um, the 30th of December. So, yeah, it's been it's been good. I hopefully folk haven't forgotten about us, since we've not been on for a couple of weeks. We did know say we were probably going to have a winter break of some sort, but <laughs> um, hi, it's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, and I shall speak to you hopefully next week. Yep, should do unless the um. The bad weather comes and affects the signal. Other than that, I should be free. Cheers, thanks.